Okay. <clears throat> We're live. Hello, dear Starshines. Welcome to today's Lunchtime Chats. My name is Christina, and I am an acceleration expert. And we are here to talk about those topics and issues that are significant for us star seeds, way showers, and new paradigm visionaries. <clears throat> so welcome, welcome, welcome. There has been yet another ratcheting of energies on uh, the earth plane the past several days. And I want to talk about that. I want to talk about um, some of the impacts of these energies, what they might look like. Um, I want to talk about stargates, particularly the Syrian stargate and, um, and some other pieces that I think can be helpful, you know, as star seeds, as way showers, as new paradigm visionaries, you know, we have capacities that are very different than our larger human family. And we, um, have a way of understanding things on a much different level. So I want to talk about these pieces that I know are impacting many people in very intense ways. And I want to give a liberated perspective, if I can, to these intensities. <clears throat> so uh, I'll pause right here. Go ahead, let me know that you're here. Say hello. Hello to Sister Sister Carol. Nice to see you, darling. Hey, Beverly, good to see you. Um, and if you guys want to say hi, let me know. Just put it in the chats so I know you're there. Um, as you guys know, I really appreciate all of you being here. You really help me um, help uh, me draw out what's important to say, what's supportive, what can be helpful. Um, and really, it's you guys that show up every week that um, draw that from me. And I do sit and contemplate and think about things. And sometimes what's being drawn out is exactly what I've been thinking about. And other times it's, it's, it's other things. So you guys are a really significant part of this process. So I want to thank, acknowledge you and thank you for being here. Um, so where do I begin? Where do I begin? So we had a new moon recently. And with that new moon came an activation of a very significant energy. Now, you guys may recall that last month there was an eclipse on 29 degrees Aries. And some people were feeling the energies then. But um, what I'm learning through our dear sister Starshine Rayellen, who's in the Academy, longtime astrologer, spiritual path walker, she pointed out that um, this new moon right around it, um, Mars started to aspect the 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 um, eclipse points which means mars energy explodes life force power to the energy pattern of this eclipse that happened last month and um and you know astrology is a very interesting thing i have i might you guys might um agree with me i have a a different take on this for me, when I'm looking at astrology, it helps me identify energy patterns that I'm feeling, that I'm experiencing, and it helps me um, orientate to the energy patterns in a different way. Because at first, when they show up, they show up as a very personal story, a very personal experience um, and narrative, perhaps even activating um, wounding patterns or um, thought loops, okay? 
and when I'm experiencing intensities and I'm, I'm like, uh, feeling like, okay, this is my pattern. This is my loop. Now, what is the, uh, less personal pattern, energy pattern that I can look at and have more freedom to orientate to? Because when we're taking things very personally, it's very difficult to reorientate ourselves to energy patterns because there's so much emotional charge. Emotions are very, very powerful. They can take us over. Emotions, when um, um, in certain circumstances, even the most disciplined, can can uh, turn us in to somebody else. It can actually we can actually step into some emotional cycles and become completely out of control. I, th I think you guys probably um, can relate to what I'm saying, and this could be take many, many forms. Uh, so for me, I, uh, I, I, I'm noticing certain things are really getting put in check and listening to Ray Ellen's, um, uh, Ray Ellen's, um, uh, planetary encodement report. It's posted on our YouTube channel. If you want to check it out, really, really, really hit home for me because, um, the Stargate Cirrus has been a major catalyst in my opening and awakening. And the energy was learning through suffering. So my very first conscious experience of the Syrian Stargate, which opens every year over summertime, usually um, May, June, July, it opens up every single year. And um, my first experience of this was in Holland. I was called by a friend um, that we need to, you know, go to Holland and uh, be there for the opening of the Stargate. And that was in 2008. No, it was in 2007, which was the year after I stuck my finger in a very significant spiritual lightning socket. So my, um, I was in a, um, a very intense integration period. Um, in 2006, that's where I had a what I would call a near-death experience. And so the following year was, was me processing that, uh, digesting what that was and the things that were new inside of me that weren't there before, or I wasn't aware of before, stuff like this. So I, I go to Holland and do, and do this trip. And it was ex extraordinarily miraculous and extraordinarily traumatic at the same time. Um, my dear friend and her children got in a, a fatal car crash. Um, I, I met somebody that just kind of like stole my heart. Um, there were so many things and I was reeling for years after that experience, integrating all because I stood directly in the conduit of the Stargate and it was blasting. I mean, blasting open and blowing out all these energies that were inside of me that were not the truth to who I was. And, you know, we get very attached to who we think we are. So it was like, I, I was, had a huge blast the summer before, and then another blast the year after that. And then I spent several years digesting and processing. It took a lot. Um, it included becoming really sick, like really sick for a year or two. Um, 
uh, I relocated with my family. Um, you know, I, everything about my life changed dramatically as I was digesting and processing the energies of the Syrian Stargate. And I also had new uh, beings in my personal entourage. Now, I talk about entourage in a very different way. A lot of people think about spirit guides. And spirit guides, you know, they're spirit guides. They are usually being souls that have had a human experience that we have some sort of contract with to be spirit guides in the following incarnations, if you're looking at it in a linear perspective. Um, the entourage, however, isn't necessarily beings that have had a life experience in this earth plane. Um, uh, and so I call them entourages because they're quite literally most of the time interdimensional aspects of ourselves that have not had an incarnation or experiences in this plane. And sometimes we're aware that they're aspects of ourselves. Sometimes they're not. Some, sometimes we're not. So it's a, it's a bit of a journey to get to know your entourage and integrate with that. But I had new beings showing up in my entourage. I had um, different star councils, different um, beings that were identifying themselves as Syrians, different beings identifying themselves as um, aquatics, as um, insectoid people. I mean, there was this, it was a whole peanut gallery. And it really took me a while to come to peace with things so I could be quiet enough inside to have the different dialogues um, for the guidance to come through. And quite literally, I feel like 2022 was the year that it finally all came full circle for me. And moving forward into 2023 is like the, um, the version of me of, of that completion. And the recent events are actually really affirming um, that for me. And so when we have in the years past, before all these veils were opening up and we were getting inundated with all these frequencies, we were in a very thick sleep. Even those of us who felt like we were awake, the sleep was still very thick. We had a lot of veils, a lot of belief systems, a lot of nesting dolls of infiltration to us accessing much higher levels of who we are. And I, and I use that word higher loosely because really these are levels within ourselves. These are levels within our biosuit that we access through our DNA dance. It's like our DNA dance resonance gets us in touch with these different aspects of who we are inside as cosmic beings. So a lot of times it feels like we're talking about a higher self, but really it's a much fine, higher frequency, fine tuned aspect of self that's within. This is my perspective on it. Okay. So. <clears throat> there was uh, so much, so much. <laughs> uh, as we integrate with this, we are challenged by letting go of those those in, in, in insurrections that have or um, inceptions that have been in these veils, these belief systems that kept our um, our awareness of who we are inside very limited and in relationship to the greater cosmos in a, in a rather disempowered way. And it's still raising its head in the star seed uh, lightworker narrative, um, especially in the, um, the story of AI 
and simulations and stuff like this. Okay. Which all does, it, it does, it all exists. It does. But as we activate, get activated more and more inside of ourselves and become more um, integrated with who we are as cosmic beings, those AI narratives lose a lot of their power. The AI, TI, um, AI being artificial intelligence, TI being technical intelligence. Um, they're the same thing in my world. Um, I say them both ways uh, just to, you know, just to try to relate um, these pieces. You know, they are also part of the cosmos and we have a relationship to them. And it's not necessarily what has been shared in this in this planetary realm in this in this realm it's a very disempowered story but when we are activated more in our cosmic levels we realize that they are also a part of the realities unfolding and we're not disempowered at all in fact a lot of times there's aspects of us having fun <laughs> playing in those realities as well and as we wake up more and more and integrate more and more with who we really really truly are um, we, we get in, we are more easily coming into right relationship with these things. So going back to Stargates, so blasting, blasting, blasting all the things that I thought was me out of me. And I really had to come to the truth of really what was actually the authentic truth inside of myself versus the stories of who I thought I was. And the stories of who we think we are, are, are wounding stories our histories, our, you know, the things that we think define us. And this is really painful at first as it, as it moves through, but there is a point in time where it becomes exciting and fun. And uh, what this current astrological patterning is showing us is that there's a whole nother level coming online. We are getting inundated with a whole nother level of frequencies from not just the Syrian Stargate, but also the radiation coming from Cygnus. Cygnus is in the Swan constellation. Just at the, the last day of April, we saw the largest gamma burst um, that this solar ring has seen in many tens of thousands of years. And this comes from um, a suspicious observer. If you guys want to watch his channel, he, he's a really interesting character. He, he keeps really close tabs on space weather. He's a bit of a disaster, a disastrous, but you know, if you can get past that and just listen to the data and his analysis, it's, it's really educational. Anyway, so this gamma, they already show scientifically, these gamma rays have already penetrated many layers and levels of our solar ring of our planetary uh, uh, layering systems and, and so on. So that translates as going through our own body, going through our own matter. In a lot of ways, it's even more potent than Stargate. So all this stuff is serving to illuminate us. The masters that I have worked with over the years and who I was with when I experienced my, had my near-death experience, they talk about, you know, this is the time where humanity makes a quantum leap in its evolution, where we go from a homo sapien um, being DNA into a homo lumi luminous being. 
That means our DNA changes and it's not between generations. It's an actual, we're in our bodies while it's happening. Yes, we are having children that are being born very awake, very open, very tuned in. We, that is true. But then we are also, those of us in biosuits are having this process as well. If we have it consciously, you know, it's a very empowering, joyful path turns into that. And if we're not conscious, it's a very painful, scathing one. Um, there's a beautiful poem that I love by Rumi, who I'm a big Rumi fan. I, you guys probably know this. A beautiful fan. <clears throat> I mean, a beautiful poem by Rumi where he talks about there are those that are seekers and there's those that are seeking the truth. Even if the truth is scathing, we seek that above all else. And because of that, we often are alone in the room we sit. And I just love that, that poem because it speaks to what it's like to being able to, you know, have these frequencies move through us and really allow the truth to be so inside. Even though it goes against the things we want ego driver wise, identity wise, we can still surrender and recognize the truth for what it is. And this is what all the planet is going through right now with this Cygnus radiation and the gamma rays and also the Stargate. Now the Syrian Stargate uh, opens every year, but it doesn't stay open. It, it, the aperture opens up really wide. It inundates our fields with the Syrian frequencies and consciousness, and then the aperture closes. It's really powerful. It's a blissful experience. I've been a direct, um, a direct participant in the Stargate opening um, twice so far in my um, in my path. The first time was in that 2007 in Holland, and the second time was in 2012 in Park City. It was in August, and uh, I remember when it happened. At the time, I was a Mesa carrier. I, I had my Mesa open and just this time I was feeling much more conscious and aware and not so gun shy about these frequencies. And I sat in next to the, to the reservoir and watched this bee make love to this flower. And it, it could have been an hour or two, I don't know, but it was a long time. And I was just in a static bliss as the energies of the Syrians of the Syrian Stargate came through and it was blissful and it was open for a little while and then the aperture closes and um, my ceremony came to a close as well and then I you know walked back to my hotel room and can in the next day started a training with um, with the group I was working with and that energy took a while to integrate but it really brought me to a place of when you have love flowing through your system so fully what comes up is our issues with power, the ways in which we exercise power that is not in harm harmony with the love of who we really are, of the true nature of this reality. Everything from this reality, what I'm, I've, I talked about this in previous chats, comes from a static bliss and emptiness. So, all uh, from the river fl of life flow of this ecstatic bliss and emptiness 
all the realities come from this, right? All the realities come from this. And these realities may be beautiful and they may be realities of suffering. It could be realities of blame. It could be, you know, it's, it's a, it's a free flow and it's co-created by the one experiencing the energy, experiencing the reality. So we have a lot of infiltration in our subconscious that I've, you know, I've talked about this a lot. It, it could be via those, you know, the um, consciousness grids that have all this infiltration. But then we also have things in our Akasha. We have other pieces in our subconscious. So when all that becomes heavily illuminated, we start seeing things are in our subconscious um, coming forward. And it's really disturbing when it's not bliss. It's, it's really disturbing when it is suffering, when it is pain, when it is trauma, right? That's the relationship that I have with that is me realizing, oh my gosh, this exists inside of me. And <clears throat> if we, you know, when we're in that relationship, it's, it's more helpful and empowering to address these pieces. The fact is, every time I go through an intensity like this, I am forced to re-examine what stories still might be in my subconscious, what what narratives or what knows I have to love still in my that still exist. And I'm happy to report that even though the experiences of the know can be very, very intense, even heartbreaking, enough has been cleaned up within my subconscious where it only lasts a day. It's like I go through the heartbreak. I go through the pain. I go through the intensity, the low point, whatever it is. I might be crying. I might be mad. I might be doing all of the above, all these things, maybe have some woe is me going on in there, right? <laughs> but it doesn't last long. Before the first time Stargate opened, it took me years, years, years to recover. The second time in 2012, it took a little less time. You know, maybe, maybe just a, a couple of years. And this time, and I know I'm only in the very beginning of it, I'm seeing the feedback loops very quickly. And what I mean by that, it's seeing the wounding, then seeing the grace, seeing the wounding, seeing the grace, like boom, 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 boom. And it's because I'm open for it. Um, and I get to visit, you know, some old narratives, some old woundings that knew existed and in some ways been the story of my life. But this time I had a sense things were coming and I really had some really big lessons here about, you know, accepting, accepting one person's reality over my own. Like I don't have the right to hold my reality. I have to accept this uh, other person, another person's reality. And that is a, um, that's, that's a behavior that empaths have that have grown up with addiction. You know, matter of fact, we become empaths because we grow up in these situations where there's a lot of addictions. So, um, here, let me shut that off. So it doesn't keep going off. Um, so all these 
astrological patterns are they were opening and then they're closing. We get bursts of them and then it goes and goes quiet. We get a burst of it and then we process and we digest and we regain our bearings, right? And we and we feel like we're about there and then and then it opens again. And then we have then more stuff comes up and, and then we process and then it opens again and then more stuff comes up. What's significant about what's happening right now, ever since this new moon, is that that stargate. Syrian Stargate is not just aperture open for a little bit. It's going to be consistently open, consistently open for the next two years. Okay. So that's not open, closed process. That's full blast open. Okay. Many star seeds came to this realm through the Syrian Stargate. Many star seeds came to this realm through the Syrian Stargate. And you may feel like you're Syrian, um, but usually that's just because that's the conduit that you came to this reality through. Yes, it's open now. Um, <clears throat> and it's going to, it opened up on Monday, is when it opened. Yeah. So I got immediate feedback loop. It opened up on Monday and the blasting was showing its face on Tuesday. And uh, very, very interesting. I've got an amazing lesson on grace. I had this idea um, shared with me that it is, you know, you have grace because people grant you grace, but that's not true. You have grace because you grant yourself that grace. You have grace because that is how you walk. That is the beauty you bring. A beautiful, beautiful lesson. So the feedback loop was was um, intensity, trauma, shock, all that stuff. And then examining what was going on. And then the immediate feedback loop after that is, you know, you are dearly loved, you know, dearly appreciated. There are people who really want to show up for you. There are um, masculine energies that have integrity, that do um, desire to walk their highest truth in a very authentic way. So these explosions are us having to face the lies we tell ourselves, um, you know, making us face the things that really are not the truth. And it could be about other people. It could be about ourselves. I'm noticing that the truth energy really is potent around me. And um, when people start digging into falsehoods and kind of like wanting to die on that hill, it explodes in a very, well, ungraceful way. <laughs> But at the same time, we have choices here. We can do things with this. What I've learned by working with this Syrian energy, that it can be traversed in a way that is graceful, but truth has to be a part of that. Now, when, it, when I experienced it the first time, I was not spiritually mature enough to walk that level of truth or even understand it. I didn't even know myself on that level to be that authentic and honest, right? I had to get my butt kicked over and over again to realize what were the lies I was accepting as the truth. I really had got my butt kicked. And then, uh, and then again, when it opened up. So 
I, you know, I went through a similar process, same but different, right? So when energies are really, really intense and we're, you know, things are exploding in our face or it seems like everything's going sideways, um, the more truth we embrace within ourselves, the more, the easier that path becomes. And, you know, that includes letting go of who you think you are, letting go of who you think other people are, stuff like this. Um, let me pause here and check in with some of the comments com coming in. All right. Hello, dear sister Polly. Good to see you. Young Trick. Welcome, welcome, welcome from Colorado. Yeah. Beverly says she's feeling this right now. And then there's a question. Are there specific time frames for the next Stargate opening? Yeah. So normally, like I said, the Syrian Stargate is open every summer. And uh, this time it's open for the next two years. Two years. Think about that, guys. Two years getting inundated. We think that stuff went batshit crazy when uh, the La Cucaracha, when the La Cucaracha came around, but that was just laying the groundwork for this event to happen. Okay, so there was a lot of you know people thought the La Cucaracha thing was calming down. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. Um, I'm seeing it now that it was really just preparing the way. So more people can handle or be more uh, poised to handle this energy much more gracefully. Is there going to be learning through suffering? Oh, yes, because there are a lot of people that don't know who they are. There's a lot of people that are really hung up on the lies that they've been told. And, you know, they're going to hang on to that as much as they possibly can until they can't anymore. That's just how that's going to go. But for those of us, you guys. Um, for those of us who, um, you know, have been doing this work, we can surf this energy and it can be a wild, fun ride. It can be one of wonder and magic. And I feel like this is one of the things that um, I was being re taught and reiterated about when we were at um, the Sasquatch gathering in British Columbia. And the elemental realm showed up in a big, big way. I got so amazingly activated so amazingly activated. I can't even describe it. Well, I, I did the best I can with that Thursday chat when I came out of the forest, but um, it, there's more, there's so much more because there's so much more to integrate, of course. All right. Um, one more question here. Uh, so young trick says, do you have any special plans for the next year or two while Stargate is open or just being mindful in general as usual? Right, right, right. So this is, yeah. So this is what I'm getting at. How do we navigate? How do we navigate this? Um, when everybody's going through intensity, you know, my, my default is, you know, bring, bring beauty, right. As much as possible. How do you do that? Um, love and compassion for myself, love and compassion for others going through it. Not that I want to be next to them while they're going through the crazy hell, but um, if my path, if our paths cross, I'll do the best that I can in that moment. Um, right now, I am having to. So one of the big things in my life is that I um, I've really kind of been walking a path of choicelessness. Uh, there's I really didn't I haven't ever really wanted much in my life. Like I like I don't covet things. I don't really want like this 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 um property or you know i just kind of formulate how i want to live and and just put that out there and so far you know i'm i'm living pretty true to that but there's this underlying piece that i've never been able to touch that i'm touching now and that is really having to sit down and be clear 
what is the life I want? Like, how do I want to live? Okay. Um, right now I'm in this nomadic lifestyle and uh, it's, there's things that are um, eroding and breaking down where this lifestyle is either needs upgraded or I need to move on from it. So I have to make a choice. And in the past, what I would do is I would just surrender that choice to um, what, what serves, like what, what um, is realistically doable, right? But that's not, for me, I'm realizing that's not me, that I'm not really owning and getting in touch with that part of me to find out what it is I truly, truly, truly want, like how I really want to live and make it a purposeful thing. I was just kind of like, in, in the past, I was just in the current and I was using my paddle to work with the current. And now this other level that I am uh, have awoken into is really letting myself own what is going to be created here because I have choices. You guys know I want to I want to go back to Mexico. I want to live in Mexico. But then I also want to um, have another situation here in the States. I have kids in the States. So um, they're, they're adults, but I still I want to be around them. So it's you know, I, I'm getting touching on this piece finally that has always been in conflict like not wanting the same thing like there's these two parts of me that don't want the same thing and that's why I just choose to surrender into the 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 flow and and just go where it takes me because of this conflict I can't really settle in and say yes that is exactly what I want very rarely I do that and the few times that I have done that exactly what I wanted came to pass even when it looked like it was impossible right so so for me, this is what is bringing up for me um, in those in the next couple of years. I, I need to get this very, very clear, very clear. Um, and how I learn usually is in um, close relationships. And I am really understanding um, some of my dysfunctions around close relationships. And that's all due to my upbringing, you know. So going back to, you know, we're, a lot of us are empaths because we developed that skill as a survival mechanism because of our upbringing. You know, I grew up with, um, there's addiction in the household. My father was a deeply traumatized um, vet, military, career military vet, and medicated with drinking. So I learned how to navigate that as a child. I learned how to... Um, um, and in, in my early relationship in my marriage, I was married to an alcoholic. He's not anymore. He's he's grown past, past that, of course. But, you know, um, that was something that was very natural to me. And as an empath, what I woke up to recently is that I accept, I accept having to, the feeling of having to walk on eggshells as being a part of being in a relationship. And I realized that that is not, oh, that's not okay. That's not a higher, that's not a higher form of relationship. That's more dysfunction, right? That's not being free within a relationship. So a lot of people are breaking up. A lot of people are getting together. There's all this whole rearrangement of relationships. And I feel like this is part of that cosmic flow that's finding its expression in our lives. And that's why so many long-term relationships are breaking up. That's why so many all of a sudden really quick close relationships are developing 
you know, it's because we're finding our true, our true connections, our authentic match, the matches that are truly harmonic from on a very deep level for ourselves. Now, I, um, I know that I want that, but I also know that freedom, inner freedom is, has to be a part of that too, you know? Um, and that was up until recently, something I think that I might've been willing to, to give up in order to, um, be in relationship. And I didn't even realize I was doing that, but now I, now I do. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm aware now <laughs> and I'm, I'm really grateful for that moment so I can see it because, um, I don't know about you guys, but, um, my highest value is inner freedom. That's my highest value. I want that inner freedom brings grace. It brings beauty. It brings empowerment. It brings awareness, conscious awareness. So many things come with that. The free flow of life comes with that. So it's a very high value that is a doorway to allow all this other magic to flow in one's being and one's life. And I feel like that is the key to navigating with these two years coming up with the Stargate open. And I don't have any doubt that we're going to be seeing more activity from Cygnus too. those gamma rays. Now, if you guys, I want to bring you guys around to pop culture here. Now you've seen, like, I think it's the Marvel. I think it's the Marvel franchise and incredible Hulk and Spider-Man. And um, there's a couple other characters, superhero characters. They were normal humans that became superhumans as a result of having contact with some sort of gamma ray or a, um, in Spider-Man's case, it was a spider that was exposed to gamma rays and he got bit by that spider and that's how he became Spider-Man and the Incredible Hulk became the Incredible Hulk because he was, he got a, a direct gamma ray blast to into his DNA. And then, um, Gosh, I know there's others, there's other characters that end up having their abilities, but I can't remember who they are in this moment. Maybe you guys can put them in the comments. There's other um, comic book characters, but the reason I know that's fiction, but what I'm saying with that is, is that there was, there is an awareness in the subconscious of humanity, hence these creations that um, gamma ray alters DNA. Gamma rays have a, um, a, maybe you can call a supernatural impact on the physicality. So to have gamma ray blasts going off while this Syrian Stargate is opening is telling me that quite literally the blueprint, the light body that is containing all of our unfoldments in many, many lifetimes, not just this one, but all the potentials and all the timelines, all the experiences, all these unfoldments are contained in our light body. And with these events going on, that is all getting rewritten. It is getting rewritten. Let that sink in. It is getting rewritten. Our light bodies are getting rewritten. So that means erasing even the records of the Akasha of our soul's journey. That means erasing all of the histories that have informed us of who we think you we are in the here and now it's rearranging and erasing those that could be a very scary prospect or that can be a liberating one 
maybe it's a little bit of both going back and forth. I don't know about you, but I have accumulated a lot, a lot, a lot as a soul, accumulated a lot of knowledge and wisdom through the cosmos in my incarnational experiences. So the idea of some of this getting rewritten could be like an, a thought that I means I'm giving up all the wisdom I've acquired over the eons and epochs. And I don't think that's it's quite at that level. I think what it is, it's erasing the aspects of our light body that have been corrupted the aspects of our light body that maintains a slower DNA dance, a more shut down DNA dance, which means conscious awareness is going to, is about to go through the roof. And what I learned about conscious awareness, especially over the camp, the camp out is that the blind, the main blinder to having conscious awareness on, on the most ex, on extremely expanded levels is the idea of the absence of love. Okay. So in order to have conscious awareness to these vast interdimensional levels, we need to have a yes for love. Saying love, right? Saying yes to love. Letting love be your lens. And that means loving into the darkness, loving where there isn't love. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm being reminded of this on such a deep, deep level. You know, I recently had somebody behave in a very, very cruel, cruel way. I never imagined anybody behaving that in my circles to ever behave that way, completely uncharacteristic to who they are. And I, um, you know, I watched it unfold. Well, I was in shock as I was watching it unfold. And then I got to process all that. And then I shifted into looking at this through the love, the lens of love. And when I did that, I got to see so many aspects of the universe rising to meet me, rising to bring, reflect love, care, kindness, compassion to me. And I really feel like that event occurred because I was willing to love into the darkness. I was willing to bring love where there was a lot of pain, a lot of heartbreak, you know? So I, I feel like some part of me got rewrote, got rewritten and I'm glad for it. So now I'm that much more solid in how I'm walking right? How I'm walking forward. Yeah. Thanks. A young trick says, yeah, baby, rewrite my shit. I love it. It's scary as fuck. I hate it. I love it. <laughs> that's, that's exactly it. <laughs> that's it. You know how the intensity you feel in one moment could be completely different the next moment, right? We could be there and, you know, we can be in both places even at the same time. And that's actually where I find the magic is when you can be in the pain and in your love at the same time, boy, does it transform, transform, transform. Yeah. Bev, you can call it like a software update, a software that runs light that runs, that is in charge of the aperture of light within us. How much of our quantum is in our, that can be embodied in our DNA dance, you know? The light body is really, really a profound, profound aspect to work with. 
this is why I call it Life Body Academy because you can you can erase eons of what people might call karma or akash or akashic buildup by adjusting one thing in the light body. You can completely erase certain patterns or corruptions in the light body and it'll change that person's life forever. You know, it's just a matter of being able to get access to that part of the light body because it's overlaid with so much density. It's not always easy to get to the more work that we do, especially in the light body, the more work we do, the easier it gets. And it's really, really fast these days. I mean, I'm seeing people have progress um, and their abilities come online and blind spots getting removed. You know, what would, what took me 20 years, they're, they're having it in two years or even just a few months, you know? So, so this is really beautiful, beautiful work unfolding. <clears throat> but um, coming back to navigating, navigating intense energies. Number one, being truth always. Don't ever say anything that's not the truth, that is not your truth. Being willing, be willing to love no matter what. Being willing to love. Now, I'm not saying like try to save someone with your love because that's impossible. Um, I think that was also part of my, um, my distortion was that love alchemy could help people, help, you know, certain people um, find their healing. That's not true. People want want need to want that, need to be able to be honest with it, and then they can be present with love, and that love can support them. What's important about loving is that it's for you. It's for you to maintain your frequency. And the next piece is to have the courage. Have the courage to dream the world into being. Have the courage and the trust inside of yourself to pull forward exactly what it is you want on a soul level to create and go after in this world. These three pieces are major game changers in this kind of energy. So you bring this forward and you're going to ride this wave with grace, beauty, and ease. Not to say things are going to be, aren't going to be difficult. They will be, but what's going to happen is that there'll be a path of grace through the difficulty. Okay. And, and it's more opportunity to face your stuff your things that you thought was the truth that's not the truth okay you may have to go through a lot of darkness and that's okay keep with these three things and you're good that's gonna that's gonna wash through very quickly like ripping the band-aid off right hurts real real intensely at first but then once it's off it's a relief um so i so when you have these things happening combined with the solar activity that we have going on, the CMEs, the sunspots, the magnetic flares, I mean, I mean, this is, this is a lot of intensity going on. I, I feel like, you know, the things that we have been hoping for as a collective, as star seeds, is about to come to pass, you know, and we've been wanting humanity to wake up. We've been wanting people to um, quit running these programs of destruction and cruelty and wake up to the real, to the true reality, what's going on. And I feel like this is what's, what's going to really push this forward. Reality as a reality is as a river flows. 
So the day that this um, Mars aspect came into alignment with with um, those ecliptic points, I had an activation by the river. So I went for a walk and I was walking along the path of the river and the river was in the periphery and it was fast moving. Um, there's a lot of melt off right now. This is spring in Montana. So all this melt off from the mountains are going into the rivers and it was high. And so there's a lot of sound, a lot of energy and it was going on in my periphery as I was walking through this trail. And then I stopped to look at the river and I, I felt like I was getting overtaken by the current, like the current was like this and I could have just fallen right over. But I stabilized myself and looked across the river at the mountains and at the trees. And quite literally, the 3D perception was also moving like the river. It was like the trees were, you know, kind of like when you're on a psychedelic, the trees were like this and the ground was like this and the mountain was like this. And and in that moment, I realized that I was at a frequency where 3D was extremely malleable. It can be shifted and changed at any moment in any way, whatever energies I shaped it with. So was I going to shape it with mind, busy mind thoughts? Was I going to shape it with emotional wounding or was I going to shape it with love? With uh, things I aspire to, things that I want to come into being in this world. And that was really a profound moment. It was a moment, but it was, it's really stuck with me as that's really where we're going as multidimensional beings. We can reach these frequencies within ourselves where this 3D reality is as malleable as a dream. As malleable as a dream, as in when you're sleeping at night and you're having a dream and you're doing one thing and then all of a sudden you're doing another in a totally different scene with totally different people, right? It's as malleable as a dream. Now imagine what we can do with this reality when we have a critical mass of humans that are able to address this reality as such, as a malleable dream. Imagine what our hearts and our spirits would bring forward into that dream. I feel like a lot of the way showers you guys here in the new in the new paradigm visionaries this is why you're here because you have the capacity to embody that level of beingness and your heart is courageous enough to bring forward your most wildest dreams your most beautiful dream and then have it manifest here in this reality all right yeah um let's see what's the other piece okay so the other piece i'm noticing that it's mars firing this off which means masculine energies are embodied are really what's um showing are in the patternings here so it's masculine energy coming into right relationship with the feminine. And so the feminine, of course, is wounded as, as well as the masculine, but it's they kind of like as one upgrades, so does the other. This is, you know, how how the dance goes. And what um, I'm seeing is that 
a lot of the feminine has been worked out. A lot of it has been healed. Um, a lot of um, star seeds out there are have been reuniting the dismemberments that have you know have been re reuniting the cosmic womb space. I mean, there's all this beautiful work that's been going on in the Lightworker world, uh, star seed community, and now this is the time for the for the men to rise and meet that frequency. So. I wouldn't be surprised if Venus starts taking, and I don't have an ephemeris. I didn't look up these astrological alignments, but I wouldn't be surprised if Venus starts in a, in a, in a few months, start joining this dance that is being initiated by, by Mars. Um, because, you know, one, the, you know, we go up like this. You can't have just one awake and the other one not. They are, they are two pieces of a whole, right? Two pieces of a whole. You only can go so far without your partner, your divine counterpart, catching up. Um, now that could be an external counterpart, um, but I, I'm in favor of it, the internal counterpart because the internal counterpart is the one that's with you all the time, no matter what. What I'm talking about is that inner union, that inner. Um, unification between your inner masculine and inner feminine and that is actually what manifests that external partner so amazing things are afoot guys uh hang in there <laughs> i would love to continue this conversation on what you guys are observing as these as as the light body starts getting written overwritten rewritten what starts, what's starting to come forward through you, for you. I know um, in dream time, I've already seen the signs. Um, we just had a group dream, dream clinic yesterday. I'm already seeing the signs of, of this coming through in the dream time. We had a beautiful moment where cosmic mother, beautiful frequency, cosmic mother started inundating like a tidal wave, inundating this awe and beauty and love through the dream realms, started inundating our dream realms with those frequencies. It was magnificent. We all felt a deep shift when that happened. So this transition is happening on many levels and just make note and start constructing a narrative that reinforces your knowing, construct a narrative that reinforces your trust in the magic within, you know, and start constructing the narrative that supports you in creating, envisioning what you want to see in the world. That's very different than what we have been doing. What we have been doing is having our past inform us about the moment. So everything we see in the moment, we're relating it to something in our past. That's something we really need to let go of. And it's going to get easier and easier as we go down this river of awakening. And what happens is, is that we are attached to the baggage of the past. We're a bit attached to it. So we are in a frequency. We do the healing that we need to do to be liberated from that frequency. And we start moving forward. But some part of us says, oh, wait a minute. I want to go back. I, I forgot my stuff back here. <laughs> you know, and so because of that attachment, we go back to that old frequency because we're attached to these things and then we're experiencing the old frequency, right? And then we're like, oh crap, 
all that healing didn't work because here I am again. But the fact is all that healing did work. It's just, you didn't, you don't, we are blind or don't realize how we with our attachments or whatever purposefully came back to that old frequency to revisit that, which we are attached to. You see what I mean? So the more we can just let our things go into the river and let it take us, we will see the fruits of our labor and we will be faced with surfing in the unknown on a full-time in a full-time level, becoming into right relationship with the unknown, right relationship with the unknown is where the magic is at. You can have a spectacular magical experience at, in that place, but we have to be ready for that until we're ready to be in the unknown like that. The unknown is a very scary thing because there's a part of us that um, imagines the worst and if you're imagining the worst, right, you're informing the future to come through that filter. But if you're imagining the best, if you're imagining the most magical, the most loving, if you're imagining what brings you most freedom and joy in, in those spaces instead of the worst, then that is what's going to be emerging out of the unknown for you. So keep that in mind as we get closer and closer to that event horizon of totally unknowable reality. We're going there. Some of us have gotten there. Some of us live there. Some of us visit it. That's where we're going. And that is how we save this world. That's how we recreate. I'm sorry, recreate's not the right word. That is how we bring into being the world we want, the reality we want. And all the control systems that have been in the past do not exist in that space. They only exist in that space if we are bringing the past with us to that space. That's the only way they're going to be a part of manifesting this next stage of reality that, that we're heading to. Some people call it new earth, right? That's the only way these old things are going to be brought into that reality is if we bring them. I hope this makes sense the way I'm saying it. So have fire ceremony, put in the fire, all the things that you want to let go of all the things you want help letting go of, let things of the past go, 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 go. Nobody owes you anything. You do not owe anybody anything. Let that feeling be there and, and put those energies in the fire and let it go. Let your talk, let your speech, your, the way you relate to other people, let that be in the moment things. Let that be things that you your hopes and dreams for the world, things that you want to create that day. Let it be something that is always in the envisioning process, the very presence that you're in and, and then maybe the envisioning process. Do, do your best to not recreate the past with your words and your interactions. See how that goes. See how that goes. You might be surprised. All right. Oh my gosh, this time flies by so fast. I feel like I've only sat down for like 10 minutes and a whole hour has gone by. All right. So, uh, I want to let all you guys know that, um, this dreaming the world into being is getting more and more potent by the day. As, as you guys can tell, I'm sure in your own life. Now I want to invite you guys into the community of dreamers that we have in light body. It's because we are doing really astounding, beautiful work. And if you want to be a part of that, I encourage you to contact us, check us out, go to lifebodyacademy.com and look at the, the Dreamtime Healing Project. It is um, 
it is a comprehensive thing. You not only learn basic um, ener energetic hygiene and how to get command of your energy in subtle ways, you also learn how to work with dream time. And you also track into group dream time and, and be a part of those transmissions, inspirations and downloads that happen in, in the dream realms, but on a con in a conscious way. So that's um, the dream time healing project. I invite you guys into that. Uh, also, tomorrow we're having a grid work session. We are cleaning up. Um, we are cleaning up the divisive um, programs, narratives that are in the grids of the United States, starting with the Civil War, going um, into Western expansion, and we are um, helping to liberate the Telluric realm from suffering from different aspects of. Um, energy patterns that have been um, bringing uh, oppression, you know, holding people in these certain patterns. So that'll be tomorrow. And you can um, be uh, sign up to be a part of that. You can either email us or go to our scheduling page and, and click on the grid work. Actually, Beverly, if you can post the link to the grid work in the comments of this video, that would be really great. The more the merrier no matter what place you want to be in that in that group is fine you can be a space holder you can be a tracker you can be some of the energy clearing whatever you want to do you can do um it feels like the more people that participate the more um the deeper the impact is you know because uh, we shift these grids within ourselves and that is what reinforms the grids on an external level so it's a really beautiful personal healing experience in relationship to division, divisiveness, prejudice, stereotypes, all that kind of stuff. All right. So that's it for me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, dear star shines for being here and being a part of these chats. I really like, I really appreciate you. Um, I hope you guys make it a great week and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.